0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of Soccer to the Max. Finally, we are back and (laughs) my goodness, it's almost, almost within everyone's grasp, within barely able to touch (laughs) it, Eric, as the United States Nationals are able to equal their feet from five, what, almost six years ago, five years ago, where they blew out Panama once again in the final home game in Orlando. Again, uh Rachel actually, <laughs> Rachel Krieger was there. And, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't get her to come on to be on here. But it's still crazy that we're almost there, almost there. And thankfully, nowhere near uh the having to deal with the, oh, my God, what if of, you know, Trinidad and Trebago. Obviously, going to a different place that you've never uh-huh. won before. But you don't uh-huh. need to win. You don't need uh-huh. to win. You just need to make sure you don't let in six goals. Or more. And even then, you still get to go to the the, the playoff. It's not like you're completely out.
1: Exactly.
0: The ultimate worst case scenario,
1: a 6-0, a 7-1, and then we're playing most likely New Zealand. But even if it's a close like 1-0, 2-0 defeat, because Costa Rica is really going to be gunning, we'll have our tickets to cut her.
0: So it's it's mathematically, there's still the but it's a tiny. Right. And, and it's not a, you know, home and home thing. It's, a, you know, they're going to play the one game in Qatar and that's it. Mm-hmm. So nobody's getting a home field advantage. Either it's really, uh, I guess New Zealand gets the shorter trip, if you're going to uh, say anything, maybe, but, or it could be the Solomon Islands, right? We, we don't, we're not sure yet. But we'll know by the time we get to the end of this window. In fact, on Friday is the actual World Cup draw. So you will know where the teams will be grouped, who's playing in what group aside from some of the teams that are left, you know, Scotland, Ukraine that have not been able to play, obviously, because of the, uh, what is happening, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, over in, over in Ukraine right now, the, the, the war in Ukraine. So. Uh, and of course, still got to go to that playoff. You're still going to have to go to the intercontinental playoff of, uh, will it be Australia? Will it be another team that winds up playing the fifth place, you know, South American team, whichever team that could be? It could be between three different teams right now. Uh, Peru, which seems the most likely Colombia or possibly an outside chance of Chile, but they have to have a lot of help on mm-hmm. that one. Uh, so what we'll, we'll go through, uh, go around CONCACAF as well. Talk about Canada's finally being able to qualify since first time since 1986, my birth year. Canada has Same not been here. in a world <laughs> cup. Yeah. So, you know, in our entire lifetimes, we have not been able to see Canada outside of, you know, watching highlights of or watching, you know, old, old documentaries or whatever of Canada in Mexico playing in that uh, world cup. So what a moment for them, you know, obviously going over Costa Rica's big win that basically got them to this moment of now that game against the United States basically just decides are we going to go play that playoff or are we gonna go and go through automatically and then of course Mexico grinding out another uh tough one against an Honduras squad that even though they were depleted still fought as as hard as they possibly could. And we'll go through all that, but we need to start obviously with uh what's present, what matters here when we talk about the, the spin's national team, the five one thrashing of panama and Krishna pulisic gets a hat trick two penalties and then uh one heck of a goal that we'll talk about and then the it's weird to say fc dallas duo of Jesus <laughs> and paul Ariola getting the two other goals um on this night so let's go through some of you know what happened here eric to you know I'm sure everybody's watched something, watched highlights, if you didn't watch the game. But, you know, let, let's go, let's talk about this. It didn't take very long. It really started around the 10th minute, and then, you know, this kind of dragged on as as when you get these kind of decisions, they do drag on. Uh, but in the 10th minute, it was Pelosis going into the box. He got the shot blocked. Ariola gets fouled. There's a free kick. Then you get, uh, it gets deflected over, turns into a corner kick. Miles Robinson gets his head to it. for goes, has a shot that goes in the side netting. That second corner mm-hmm. is where you see Anibal Godoy, uh, which is funny because these two are teammates <laughs> in Nashville. Uh, Anibal Godoy and Walker Zimmerman having a tussle there, which I'm sure they're used to doing in practice. Uh, having a tussle for the ball there, and he grabs his neck. Like, let's not forget that part. We could talk about Navio, Zimmerman, oh, embellished it a little bit or whatever. But he grabbed his neck. He pushed him down. Uh, the ball actually goes off his arm as well. So there's like three different penalty shots there, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> but at at first there wasn't the clear penalty given. There's kind of a check, and then all of a sudden they do get the penalty. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Ferreira that's going to go and shoot it, but he kind of holds the ball, and the is the one that puts it away very cleanly, and you get your first goal. And then not too long after that, six minutes after that, you get a wonderful move by Pulisic to kind of take his defender in. He turns around. They play advantage. uh Robinson with the cross and Areola with a wonderful header that goes to the other side. And then four minutes after that, you get a great counterattack with Luca to Shaq Moore to Ariola to Jesus Ferreira for the goal as they drew it up. And within less than 30 minutes, Eric, you get three goals. I mean, you couldn't have drawn it up any better than that. Not at all. And I mean,
1: you're looking at the comparison of this game versus Panama against at the Azteca. I don't know if it's just because it was home soil, because of the incredible crowd, but because of the meaning... This was an entirely different team. Their mission was like, okay, we want to get this done early. We don't care about the other results necessarily today. Get this out of the way. Help our goal difference as best we can to avoid any kind of issue going to San Jose. And they just got it done. As you would have mentioned with those goals, done and dusted within a half hour. And you're like, where was this team? Where had this been hiding? Because with the way the Panama was set up, they were right in that top five fight that we had been talking about this entire time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they lose. They're necessarily, maybe not entirely, entirely out of it for a little while. But then as you see the other results, it's like, okay, they lose. They're pretty much toast. And the U.S. was just like, we're going to go ahead on the front foot. We're going to use our speed, play the style that Berhalter's had. That four three emphasizing
0: on the wings played to perfection today. Yeah, very interesting that the first set of fixtures were kind of all played like grouped around together, mm-hmm. whereas this one was very much set up to you're going to know the results of the first two games before we even play the second. So yep. Panama and the U.S. both knew, and so of Mexico uh, also in their game against Honduras both both knew this. They all all three of them knew the stakes before they started playing. Mm-hmm. They knew what the results were. They knew what they needed, uh, to, to see where they're going to be at in that third game. They were maybe hoping and, and we'll get to it. They got really close to getting exactly what they wanted out of the, the first results. Uh, we'll, we'll get there, uh, to possibly qualify directly from this game. Just weren't able to do that, but they did play themselves into a good position. I will say, Had Christian Pulisic buried that chance in Mexico, Mm -hmm. it would have been around about five minutes later in the 35th minute, and maybe that's a totally different game for them. You know, absolutely, we are seeing the advantage of being able to actually finish your chances, which Mm -hmm. that's a thing. They had two clear cut chances in Mexico, both of them they did not finish, and Pulisic different. uh, He made sure he finished them this time. Obviously, it helps a lot. When you get a penalty early, you get on the score sheet early and it gives you confidence. And then immediately you're putting Panama, who already is in a a big mountain to climb, knowing, oh, we don't just have to draw here. We Mm -hmm. pretty much have to win here Mm -hmm. to to have an opportunity at all of qualifying. And then not only that, we have to get basically a win against Canada, which to be fair, they'd be already qualified. May not care, but it's still Canada. Like they're not going to want to just drop some points like that. So you're over there. What had, they already feel a lot of pressure, right? They're coming in oh, yeah. Orlando where they have, you know, they, the last time they faced you, as we said, four nil, you know, it's not, um, you know, you're not going to Panama where they did get that surprising. So you get that goal early, albeit, you know, Ana can say what he wants about, Oh, maybe it was a penalty. But again, it's like three different shouts for that one and then you get those two goals in quick succession and it's just like such a difference from how confident you and it also lessens the sloppiness you saw in this game which you saw a lot of that in the beginning in the first five minutes it was panama going at them you know there was chances being missed right after the first goal you had that (laughs) terrible giveaway by anthony robinson that almost cost them uh had if Panama had any kind of like, and that's not to say they don't, we've seen Blackburn, we've seen Gondola, we've seen uh Quintero go in there and they do score. We've seen them do that. But the U.S. kind of gets some some luck as well to where they just had things go their way. And really for Zach Steffen, he should have been scored on earlier because he he did not he have a really good he He didn't look confident. He had two chances that he was going after the ball and the ball just kind of left his hands. Um he had the one that uh later on that they're coming in and he got lucky, the ball went right to his hands, you know, uh after a really yeah. soft shot. It's, yeah, he did it, not it, see himself.
1: No, and and especially as you mentioned that that first chance, it was just a mad scramble. You had about right. four or five US defenders in the box, and I'm thinking Panama can be right there to pounce. Everything mm-hmm. was all sixes and sevens, and they did it, and it's like okay. Well, maybe that first chance is they try to get it, but they didn't clear until like two, three opportunities away. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe was this, I don't know if it's nothing. An- rust with Stefan, as you said, maybe confidence issues, something going on. But it's, he took a while even to remotely get to where he was. And even at his best. In that game, you're right. He wasn't anywhere near comfortable. So something to kind of
0: maybe have in the back of your mind. Yeah. He had a much better game against Mexico, but I would definitely say also that Mexico just didn't, there was never any moments where they felt threatening. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this game, it did feel like Panama were a little bit threatening, but also they had some bad giveaways. Uh, you know, the one in the 41st minute where Godoy takes a shot that goes wide and, and Stefan has to dive, uh, you know, like, it it just didn't, um you felt like if something was going to happen, it was going to happen because Anthony Robinson's giving it away, somebody's yep. giving it away, and then Panama gets a goal that kind of puts them back in it, and the U.S. got lucky that really before that could happen, they got another penalty before the end of the the half. This one, maybe there's a little bit more to give. To Anibal Godoy here. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for him, he's involved in both these penalties, and you could really say that he should have gotten a card for the first penalty, right? And he did eventually and get a yellow for he the second did, one. He did not. Had he got a second yellow for the for the for the second one, we're talking about a completely different game because then they're playing with ten men. So who mm-hmm. knows if the U.S. would have scored more? I mean, honestly, the U.S. should have scored more. Oh yeah, uh, they, they should have scored more. There was many opportunities they had to score here, but again, a free kick. Pulisic off a Pulisic foul. Godoy went up for the, to head the ball. He uses his arm and puts it in Miles Robinson's face. He wasn't looking for the ball, but this is one of those times where you use your arm as leverage, right? Yeah. To head the ball. I don't know that that one was necessarily so much. Like, the Watkins, remember one that was definitely a penalty. I mean, he had him by the throat. He pushed him down. This was more like Miles Robinson knew that that arm was coming, and he just was like, all right. I'm going to go down here. And, you know, he sold it. Yeah, and I mean. the referee ate it. In slow motion.
1: Real speed. You can definitely see this either way. It wasn't so slow motion. You could say Anthony Robinson kind of had his head conveniently in the way of that elbow as their arms were interlocked there as you for leverage. But it's like, okay, well, if this is going to happen, my head's going to be right here. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to go down. So you can't quite say embellishment because a little bit happened. But on the night of the Oscars, definitely a little bit of a nomination, you know, for supporting actor on that one. I'll give that to (laughs) him.
0: Yeah, I mean, the better part, obviously, is Phyllis is scoring another penalty goal. So he has two goals at that point. And, you know, this is now 4 nothing. They have now equaled what they did in Orlando many years ago. Uh U.S. flying high here. You go into halftime up 4-0. My goodness. I mean, you really couldn't ask for anything better. And, I mean, before you get to that point, I thought this scrum that almost happened, mm-hmm. where Pulisic gets hit by, I think it's Murillo, and then Murillo kind of hits him back, and then he gets hit with the ball, and he kind of goes after him a little bit, and it's like, that's what you want to see, that fire from oh, yeah. captain, you know? He's adjusting
1: his armband afterward, and it's like, hey, you're not going to do this to me. You're not going to do this to any of my guys. Come on. I'm seeing that, and I'm like, all right. I I see you, Christian. I'm liking this. That's what you need
0: to really galvanize. Exactly, exactly. I think that got them kind of like even more pumped up. Obviously, the second half, you're going to kind of play it a little bit. You know you're gonna let Panama have more of the ball, which they really just let Panama have more of the ball period. There was a mm-hmm. big discrepancy in possession there, which normally you know you don't think you would see from uh the defense national team because we know how much burholder uh preaches about possession and all that i mean uh there was even a higher pass accuracy for Panama I mean just uh when you're looking at it, almost all the the stats really. If you're just looking at like a box score aside from the goals and just obviously the shots because the US scored goals, Mm uh, go in Panama's favor, uh, a little bit. But really, this was, I think it, again, it helps when you score a lot, you score quickly. It can help diminish some of the more a little bit negative things like Zach Steffen not being himself, some of the defensive giveaways, some of the sloppiness at times, uh, you know, Panama having more opportunities in that second half where you're already up uh some, and then also kind of just given, given chances, right? Like uh, Ferreira yeah. had that one that got laid off to him and then he shoots it over the goal. It's like, ah, dude, come on. You know, it's just. Yeah. Some uh, of those, it's a, especially when you're that close, you got to bury him Yeah. I mean, but speaking of bury if you got to have one last goal, what a moment <laughs> for Pulisic here, like just getting the ball in doing a turn he gets a little bit of a lucky bounce and then goes through a player and then just hits it in the net what a way to get a hat trick what a moment for him like all that pressure you can feel it release a little bit one of the few guys is still around along with Ariola, and i think like two or three others that were actually there in 2017 to witness that moment of not making it to the world cup and that has stayed with him all this time uh-huh. and he punctuates that moment of saying man we're putting that goal difference up <laughs> we're scoring here we're mm. making a statement and we're gonna make it hard uh for Costa Rica obviously Panama pulls one back at the end with a free kick I think that's the way it had to be and what a mo- what a you know what a turn <laughs> of uh fate really Godoy the one that causes both penalties is the one that scores the header of course it's funny because he's the one that also scored the goal uh The lone goal in the game in Panama as well. So interesting kind of, again, turn of fate there for him. Uh But really, it was just a consolation goal Uh mm-hmm. for a Panama team that was so close, uh but just couldn't make it this time. Costa Rica getting hot at the right time, and they were able to win all those games, like we said. You know, Costa Rica kept, gets a winning streak. They're able to do it, and they did it, and now they put themselves in position. But, I mean, I think this is great. It's great to feel like no matter what happens, you're not mm-hmm. completely out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't want to say you can pretty much count on it that you're qualified because you never know.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, but it's really a formality. But honestly, it's it's just nice to feel like going to the last game, it's like considering I have a friend who is Peruvian, <laughs> and even though Paraguay are completely eliminated, they went out and they beat Ecuador. I mean, yes, but who at home? You should win. Of you course, should get that. You should get that draw, or not? You should you should get that win. Even if it's one nil, whatever. But nothing is guaranteed, even even at home. You know, you don't know what kind of Paraguay team is gonna show up. So again, until it's done, it's not done. So yeah, play the play the ninety minutes. Put
1: in a great effort. Does it yeah. have to be a winning effort? No. But go in and at least say, hey, we're going to leave it out there and we're going to make sure the job is done. If it's a 1-0, 2-0 loss, so be it. But we know when the final whistle blows around 11 o'clock just after, it's like, all right, we're going to cut her." Yeah, you know, I,
0: I think what this game really proved to me is that they tried to, to do the historic thing. Uh in in mexico and Uh being the first team to win a World Cup qualifier there they just weren't able to do it again they had those chances couldn't convert them i feel like after this game and the way some of these players played that you know we could talk about here i feel like this could be that time even if it's one nil or whatever like this could be that time to finally get that win in san jose and go down there and upset costa rica who again they're they're, they know they're going to the playoff. So it's yep. not like it's the end of the world that they don't win. But obviously, you, you want to know that you're qualified. But considering who you're playing, even though you're not Mexico, you're Costa Rica, you should still be able to defeat a New Zealand or Solomon Island. So, of course. I just feel like this is a team. Even if, say, some of the players that we saw today don't play, you play mm-hmm. uh, some other players. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering it feels like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Jesus Fineda we don't know if Shaq Moore is going to be fit both of them kind of pulled up limp at the end of the game there as his favorite had to play i think for the last 15 or 20 minutes uh without uh with cramp or and not feeling well once again sometimes i wonder why burhalter does not hold one card one one change in his pocket for stuff like that uh considering you know that that stuff can happen it's happened to him a few times already but uh even then i think for me one guy that's is making it very difficult not to play him. And especially with Weston McKinney not around for a while, Luca De La Torre is really Absolutely. setting I've, himself up to.
1: And, and I was thinking how can was that you that not pick name. Him? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing with De La Torre. I was like, and he it's not even so much that he came out of nowhere, but it's just, you almost imagine like McKinney out there. Such a excellent a transition of the flow. You saw that connectedness that we often see that was lacking between the defense and going forward in attack. Exactly. He was just exactly. right there. And I'm
0: like, this is the kind of thing you're going to need against those Ticos. Keep it. No, and and I want to see that. I want to see what he does when he's in a different kind of environment, right? Because the two mm-hmm. games he's played are in the United States, Yep. right? Let's see what happens when you're in a more different kind of, you know, the, the grass isn't as pretty. The the fans are right on top of you. You got, you know, th- this is a big moment for Costa Rica to be able to see what they can do and and give themselves a chance to get that, you know, automatic qualification. Can Luca Del Torre still perform in that same way mm-hmm. in a different environment away from home? Uh But like you said, it's not just the connectivity, which is wonderful. That's I think oh, that's yeah. great because it helps. He's on the same side as Pulisic. Yep. I think it made it to where Pulisic felt comfortable to mm-hmm. be able to go forward instead of having to come back for the ball. He knew Luca Del Torre was going to be there to get the in-between, and he was just playing passes right and left. He played in Shaq Moore so many times. He played in Anthony Robinson. He played it to Tepelosic. He was wonderful at going back and making those key defensive plays that you want your midfielder to do. Very much almost like sometimes like a tandem six with Tyler Adams of so being able to mm-hmm. be like, Oh, and Tyler Adams wasn't able to get there. Luca Dottori does get there to make that play. So, as somebody that, if you know you're not going to have Weston McKinney for a while until closer to the World Cup, he makes it super difficult for you not to play him. And I think you know, even though Eunice Musa is great, I really like him. I think sometimes maybe you need to think about is Luca Dottori that guy you need to play opposite of McKinney and Adams in that third uh, midfield spot or. You know, do you play like as much as I care about? I like Acosta, and and you know what he gives you on on the set pieces, man. What he can do is just, and he's so smooth too. It's not, yeah. it's not clunky. It's man, he just he just glides on the field. I mean, I mean, wow, it's it's another level. It's another level. It,
1: it really is strolling along, and you don't have to worry about any issues with decision making when he has low ball. It's like, all right, I'm getting it, making the run. I'm going to make this outlet pass. I'm going to center here. Okay, we've got an advantage. We'll play over there. It's just everything clicks. And honestly, right. if I get more of that in open play, I can adjust my free kicks in different set pieces. If I can get that kind of control on open play, especially as you're getting to a world cup, give me
0: that instead. Any day. Yeah. I Man, I still think. I still think we're a little bit lacking on the actual set piece delivery. Uh, when Acosta's not in there, I, I still feel like Pulisic is not always hitting it past that first man every time. Um, he got a little bit lucky, I think, in that U S was able to get those, those second chances. And then those created, uh, what they created a few times. I mean, obviously aside from the, the, uh, Areola goal, which he kind of created himself, but <clears throat> that being said, I thought, uh, as well, I mean, it was nice to see number nine play from mm-hmm. somebody. I mean, we, look, Pepe, I thought, was fine against Mexico, but you could tell the difference between somebody that is confident and someone that's not. You know, Pepe is not playing well, barely getting games in Osberg. When he does, it, he doesn't get the service because of the way that team plays. Jesus Ferreira's on it, dude. He just scored a hat trick against mm-hmm. Portland. Ariola also scored in that game. Uh, first goal for FC Dallas. I mean, it's like he, and then playing with your teammate, you know, those two are, are playing at in on the same team. There's that connectivity there and just he, I felt like he's always played well with Calista's as well. So I think he works up front. He's just got to, he's great when he has it. All he has to do is slide it in yep. when he has to kind of create a little bit for himself and take that shot that's when we've seen him mess up he had it in the other game that he played in where post has kind of laid him off one and he shot that over as well so he's got to get a little bit better at the finishing he's still he's great at creating great at making those runs which I think you need to see your number nine make out of the the three that we've seen you know pecock didn't get too much but mm-hmm. out of the three that we've seen freda has been the best best of them.
1: yeah and and I really think in until Pepe uh, gets a better even some of those same qualities in creating himself in Augsburg. i think or somehow organized to keep that conflict between ferreira and pfok going so then you can yeah. really settle on okay this is going to be my guy come um, cutter because
0: you've got to now it now narrowed down to two thankfully it's just how can you work well i mean you're definitely going to have to have some Uh, backups and everything oh yeah you're gonna
1: have to you're gonna have the backups but i mean as like the main guy and then naturally someone coming off the bench someone in a different style if you're qualifying you're getting into a group different opponent i get that but it's like okay who's gonna be a who's gonna be b you have both but one or the other in key moment basically Uh,
0: that's very true um i think it's also just this is a different world cup Mm -hmm. right like we're not just kind of playing out the rest of the spring and then getting to June. This is, Oh, we got to play a whole summer of mm-hmm. uh, friendlies or whatever little tournaments you're going to have here or whatever. And then you got to play half a season mm-hmm. Uh or a whole season. If you're MLS or yep. you know half a season, if you're Europe, who's going to be in form at that time, it's going to be very interesting. Hopefully you're not talking about a bunch of injuries as well, because that, that changes the whole complexion of your team. And you know, all, a lot of things are still have to be decided when you get there. But I think for me as well, I think you kind of know I, that wonderful stat that, that keeps popping up about when Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman played together, they are undefeated and what they've mm-hmm. allowed now, two goals only. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's an incredible mark. Obviously, again, you're only playing Concave competition, but you can only play the ones that are in front of you. And exactly. that's, that's a tremendous feat for you to be able to do with two MLS center backs. Let's be honest. You could say what you want, John Brooks, uh, whoever else you want to should be sitting there. Definitely not Aaron long. Yeah. At least he's not ready right now. Um, and obviously Anthony Robinson, we've said this a bunch of times, but there's nobody, nobody's going to take that left back position away from him. Uh -uh. That's his. He keeps earning that every single game. He did it again today. Look, he's going to have those bad moments. he, Every game, he's going to have one bad giveaway, one bad pass. That's just him. And you forget that all these players are young. But what he gives you consistently going forward and the crosses he can give you, there's nobody else that plays on the left side that does that. Not at all. And that's really
1: one comforting thing because you're talking about really an anchor position in your defense for A lot of teams that, like the U.S., love to play along that right-hand side. And for your attack as well. Exactly. Going ahead and being able to move it forward when you can. So that's one major thing not to have to worry about as comfortable. You can get the others settled into place.
0: Right, I mean, and definitely, you know, Dust is your guy. Mm. On the right, when he's healthy, and when he's fit, and when he's playing. But Shaq Moore, I thought, put in a good shift. He yeah, he really forward. held his own, really held his yeah, own. He, he definitely, uh, I mean, he'd been playing 90 minutes the last couple of games, but before then, I think there was a stat of like for two months, he'd only played 34 minutes for his club team. So to go from that to what you saw against Panama, I thought that was really, really well done for him. He was very important on that right side, made some, uh, passes and, and, I mean, maybe defensively a little bit of an issue there, but I thought Anthony Robinson was a little bit lacking on that front too. They were definitely getting through on the wings a little bit. Again, it's just Panama doesn't have the finisher uh, that you're used to seeing. And I think once you go down 3 nil so quickly, it doesn't matter if you would have had Las Perez out there in his prime. That's always going to be a difficult task, you know. Yeah, so, you can
1: you can try to claw back, make it respectable, but when you're playing like that, 60 minutes at that point down three 0
0: it's you're done, you're cooked. So let's let's look ahead to this third game here before we go back and look at Conca. Is there anybody? Obviously, you're not going to go and make 11 changes no, because you run into no, no. that problem that we've seen Verhalter run into before right where there's too much lack of cohesion Uh and you do have the chance of putting in of allowing like three goals quickly Uh right of of your your front players can't connect with the midfield players so you're losing the ball a lot and you're putting too much pressure on your back line to keep making these saves even if you i would i think i really hope after these two games start ethan horvath absolutely give him a, give him a run see what he can do he's been playing pretty decently for nottingham Forest. and then your back line i think you got you're gonna change a little bit right you're you're probably definitely gonna put yedlin back in for the experience but i don't think you you can't change all of them no you know uh,
1: I, I mean outside of horvath and yedlin see you'll probably especially depending on how bad everything shack more maybe kind of make that change as well but Outside of those two, only changes necessary potentially for injury. That's it. And then from that, make sure that you have, at the very least, if they're not able to start, have them come on second half, 60th minute, get them 30 minutes, making sure they're okay, kind of solidify whatever result is at that time,
0: and then go ahead and you're done and dusted. I mean, you can also play Eric Palmer Brown as well. If you mm-hmm. want to give him a little bit of a run, he can play right back. We could play, uh, center back there with, um, Walker Zimmerman. I think you definitely don't take Zimmerman out. He's, no, no he's a, no. he's a guy that is super important. He organizes that entire, uh, back line. I don't think you can move him. I mean, I'd like to see Anthony Robinson play, but I think also you got to think about, you know, forward from here. Does he need to play at least the whole from the start? And I definitely want to see Luca Del Torre again. I think you do. If you did all this to make sure Tyler Adams didn't get that second yellow, I think you got to play him. Of course. And now, then the other side, you can kind of, do you want to play Geo there and then change your front three? Do you want to, you know, kind of perhaps look at someone else that hasn't necessarily uh played yet for your team per se? Um, looking at it here, who we haven't seen yet for the, you know, national team. Do you want to play a Bustio from the start? I mean, uh, that's kind of it. I don't think you need to try to shoehorn, uh, James Sands. We might see him since he's a Burhalter favorite. Christian Rodon there. I could maybe see that. But, I, I didn't
1: even know. Yeah. Maybe Rodon off the bench, but yeah, I, for some of those, and I don't know, I would lean more towards Geo especially if you know that you're trying to lock up a front three spot for him and try to right. see
0: that in action. That's my, That would be my preference. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that uh, I would almost keep the front three the same. Or if Ferrero's not feeling it, then I'd let P-Fuck start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's maybe when that's where you put Geo and Pulisic together. Let Let's see what they can do. Uh, together with P Falk and see what happens there. That would be an interesting one. Uh for sure. Perhaps maybe if you do have to make a change, maybe George Bellow for Anthony Robinson. I just worry because every time Bellows played for the National team it's not been uh very good. So uh even though again uh props to him for making that move to Europe. That's that's a big move.
1: Oh yeah great and you're at the point I wouldn't even say break glass in case of emergency, but it's like Borderline, okay. We know we kind of have this in the bag. 20 minutes ish out there. What you changed and what you learned, fine. But any longer than that, you start running into problems.
0: Right. But you just, you also just don't want to be disrespectful to the opponent Mm -mm. being away from home and trying to get too cute. And then you never know, man. You're down 2-0 and saying the first. 20-30 20-30 minutes and then oh my god here we go you know mm-hmm. that confidence starts starts unraveling you know you don't know if it winds up like uh what happened in this game where it's oh my god it's 3 nil at halftime and, and you're looking at that gap and be like oh whoopsie you know uh do we really want to go down this road again i you don't want to put some in that position so it's hopefully berhalter doesn't try to get cute with rotation a little bit just yeah play some of the players maybe if you want to but also don't mess up the flow of the team to try to get everybody rest and be like, well, like you said, break glass of a case of emergency. I'll just put in three really quick and it'll change everything. No, you got to have, as we are saying, Spanish, contundencia of what you're doing. You know, you got to have, uh, there's a camaraderie, there's a flow, there's a, a rhythm that you cannot lose because this game still matters. It does. In a way, it, it still matters. Even though it looks like a foregone conclusion, it's not. You have not Mm-mm. played that game, so no. That being said, the last thing we have to do here, uh, again, great win fills you with confidence. We're ready for Tuesday. Ready to to just finally breathe that sigh of relief and mm-hmm. know it is there. And you come Friday and you're excited to see who you're gonna play, and not oh my god, we gotta wait for this playoff and uh and that that. Whole nervous that starts to creep in again. You know, you don't want that. Let's get it done. No. Let's get it over with. Uh so but let's see how the others uh got this through in Canada. <laughs> i qualified. Again, Canada. The brothers to the north, the brothers and sisters to the north have made it for the first time since nineteen eighty six. Well, I wasn't even born yet. Um I was born later that year in November. Uh, Eric, were you I was uh, I was born during that tournament. During the th- during okay. that tournament. Okay. So uh, I'm sure many people that are, that watch later or listen to probably be like, oh my God, Uh either y'all are, y'all are still too young or, oh my God, y'all are way, y'all are too old. What is wrong with you? Uh So we're like right there in that middle of like, we're not that old yet, but we're also not, you know, in our twenties either. So, uh, we're starting to get there. Yeah, start, starting to get there. Um So... Canada, of course, playing a, a depleted Jamaica this is not the Jamaica that had been in when they were actually had a chance with Mikel Antonio's and Leon Bailey's. This is very much a, you know, B team, uh, C team squad. Uh, it didn't take very long, very much just like the, the U.S. game. Canada was going for it from the beginning. They had this game really, when you look at all the games that happened, if you want to talk about a game that should have been like eight, nil, nine, 10, Buchanan missed so many. It's incredible. Kyle Laren, Jonathan David, between them, so many. Buchanan missed so many No Alfonso Davies again, but they really didn't. Uh, I mean, uh, 12th minute, uh, Kyle Larin gets the first goal. And then off um, a Alpha, Alpha great little pass, from, uh, a great through ball from Ustakio. That was, it's, uh, it was wonderful to see. You had a bunch of misses from Kyle Larin. Buchanan had almost two in a row. Uh, then you... Finally, uh, you had one from Atakube to I think Jonathan uh, to Kyle Larin that he missed, and then finally uh, you had a great cross from David who had gone to the other end of the box to chase it down, and then crosses it over to Buchanan. A little deflection, but mm-hmm. he is able to get it in, and that kind of ends the the first half, just two nil, but still enough to give you confidence, knowing that you really just you took care of business already. And then uh, Junior Hoylet gets a goal. Eric, wow. I mean, talk about going back to the – all it was up to the of a sudden, Hutchinson needs to get a goal, and then we're going back to the, the old okay. days uh, for Canada. And then, uh, you know, uh, basically, it 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 wouldn't be a Jamaica game at this point without Jamaica getting an own goal. And that was the uh, 89th minute uh, own goal there for Jamaica to make it a 4-0 big win for Canada, big moment to win in your country and be able to say you have made it to the World Cup and be the first qualified team in a CONCACAF. What an amazing moment for this Canadian team. Here.
1: Yeah, just an amazing moment for the team, an amazing moment for the country. And thinking about this, not just they're the first qualified team, not just they have a great chance to finish top of the octagonal.
0: Well, they are going to be top of the octagonal. I mean, well, I mean, the U.S. is not going to score. Well, U.S. has to score, like, what, like, five goals?
1: Something like that, because I know the difference was, like, plus three, plus four. It's like, they that.
0: have 17, and the U.S. has 13. Yeah, so basically... Yeah, they, they have to have score to, five goals. I think. Yeah, they and they would have to lose,
1: so... But with all of that, to qualify through the octagonal with
0: just one loss.
1: How many people saw that
0: coming? Nobody. I didn't. <laughs> and to play with uh, many of those games without your best player in Alfonso Davies as well uh so i mean yeah you also you you took it to the united states you took it to mexico in their in their house uh so i mean what a what a big moment for canada going to, to say look this was not a fluke we didn't just go beat all the the minnows and got no. through we we took it to the giants as well so What a what a big thing for Canada to be able to say that. They soundly, without a doubt, the best team in pocket during this World Cup qualifying. And now, pretty soon, they will be finding out who they will be playing. And they're going to be a tough matchup anybody that they come across. That front four is... You could put that up there with front fours in all the world.
1: I mean, we'll see the groups on Friday, but... If you wanna go ahead maybe go on, place a little bit of coin here and there for them making it
0: to the knockout stage, it wouldn't be a terrible idea. I mean, it would honestly like you would have to unless they're in the group of death. Yeah. Like you would the way they have played in this qualifying and the way how talented that team is, how well coached that team. Um, they are not like the most sound defensive team, but they're mm-hmm. good enough and their goalkeeper's been good enough. It would be very, very disheartening not to see them at least make it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a lot can happen from here to November. My goodness, but you're going to hope with knocking on wood, all things go well for them. You know, Canada is going to be that formidable team that we've seen in what we qualifying so far. So going from a team that is qualified to a team to two teams that are like the U.S. fighting for that qualification. No Tata Martino here for. Uh, the trip to San Pedro Sula for health reasons. So you got a, you got us, the assistant coach as the, the coach here. Uh, really, uh, they, they played the same exact team. They, they started the same exact 11 that played against the U.S. And very much so, it was very much, I wouldn't say a similar game because El Salvador really didn't have, or not El Salvador, Honduras didn't really have, uh, much chances at all. Um, they had one that Memo had to save. Uh, don't remember exactly. Uh, in the 48th minute, uh, where it was a long ball that route one basically, and then Memo had to save that. But other than that, they really didn't have, um, any big chances. Uh, Tecatito had some, some shots and, uh, uh, Hector Herrera had one. Uh, Raul Jimenez had a header or whatever. But finally in the 70th minute, Edson Alvarez gets, uh, off a free kick from Hector Herrera. Edson Alvarez gets a heap. Bullies his way through the Honduras defenders and is able to get his head to it. He gets it through the goal. And that's enough. You get the one nil in the 70th minute. That's, that's what Mexico needs to get through away from home. And now you got an eliminated El Salvador, which to be fair, they, they play Mexico tough, but you're in Azteca. Yeah. Look, I know, I know they have not played well in Azteca at all in this qualifying, which has been weird.
1: Well, I, I mean, even then. Yeah. The crowd in Azteca, it was an entirely different atmosphere to the U.S. If, are they going to do the same thing, limiting the crowd size and everything for those? Or are they going to go back to, you know, having that packed house, full throat, this and that? Because
0: well, I mean, the, same the, NFL, the NFL has really changed that state as well. I mean, they added mm-hmm. those sweets in there. They took away the whole, that feeling of being on top of you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so. That's kind of hurt the atmosphere for Azteca as well. But you would think, now, hey, we're going to talk about it here with the Costa Rica game. If there's one team, Hugo Fedes, remember he's still American. Yep. Uh If there's one guy, there's one team that's going to fight you till the end. It's a Cibao. So mm-hmm. while there's still a chance, right, that Mexico could just go in there, blow them out, and make sure that there's no, we don't have to worry about nothing, especially for Tata who. Who knows his, his whole body, you know, is on the line here. His chance to actually coach this team to the World Cup. Um, he, this will be just like 2014. If this, if they go end up, if they wind up in the repechaje, his ass is grass. Yeah. He's got, he's gone. No, no question. If Mexico does not get, well, they only really need to get a point because Mm -hmm. if if the U S beat uh, Costa Rica, then uh they will go through on that point. Right. But I, I would assume, we don't know for sure, I would assume that they may make those games be played at the same time so you can't do that all. Yeah, yeah. Looking
1: looking at the schedule for when they were announced they are, all of them a
0: 9:05 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Okay. Even though two of those games, yeah, two of those games don't matter now. Mm-hmm. Uh so but either way, Met this is a this is a big deal for Mexico. It's at home, but again, it's the one team that's eliminated you don't want to play. Like Jamaica's, they're they're kind of you know they're out of it. Honduras is playing well. I mean, they're they're fighting even though they're eliminated, mm-hmm. and they don't have any of their stars. But uh, Salvador fights you, fights you, fights you, and nothing uh is is more evident than um what you get here. Uh, with this game for, uh, Costa Rica. Uh, Costa Rica goes and, and it, it, it doesn't, it takes to like the 30th minute. Joe Campbell goes and gets a cr- uh, puts a cross in for Kendall Watson to do a bicicleta. So the old man, the old man Kendall Watson goes in there and does a bicicleta and gets scores. And then the exact minute after, it's a freak play. It's a you can give it away. It's a freak play. Taylor Navas comes and makes the save. Okay. But Christian Hill had actually hit it high enough. Navas hits it, but it actually goes over his head and into the goal. Oh, so like the <laughs> momentum of the ball kind of carried it. Yeah. Ah. Kind of carried it over. Okay. And it I goes, see. yeah, it's, it's a, it was like one of those free plays that you don't, and especially to happen like right after their goal as well. And then basically at the end of the half, Joel Campbell gets his, a uh, goal from a great cross. And the man that that is the centerpiece of everything for Costa Rica, Joe Campbell, gets his goal. Good to see that. So 2-1 going to halftime. It would stay that way. In the 87th minute, you get Kendall Watson uh, Watson with a header that hits the bar. You actually have, um what's his name? Uh, Contreras actually score a goal, but he's called offside. They had check and everything. He was offside. Uh But at the last kick of the ball, 94th minute, a corner comes in and it gets hit, a flick on header, barely whiskers wide. I mean, we're talking about barely. And, oh, that would have been a totally different thing for Costa Rica and totally different Mexico in the U.S. because they would have qualified automatically. And then Costa Rica is basically – because that changes it, right? Even if mm-hmm. Panama doesn't win – They still have an opportunity at that point. If they were able to beat Canada to get through into that first spot. So what a, what that would have changed everything, but barely able to survive. And now we have what we have. So get ready, folks. Tuesday is going to be interesting. Uh, it could be all done and dusted in a 30 minutes, just like what we saw, uh, in various games today, or it could go down to the wire. But either way, you know what the four teams are going to be. It's all about the order. It's Mm -hmm. all about where they finish. You know, number one is pretty much going to be Canada. It's about where are the U.S., Mexico, and Costa Rica going to wind up. And it's so interesting, right, Eric? Like, obviously, Canada is the new team they got out there. But it's like, oh yeah, wow, you thought, oh, maybe this is going to be the El Salvador moment. Maybe Jamaica is going to make it interesting. Maybe Panama is going to get back there and it's Costa Rica again. The, the the more the more things change the more they stay the same right you know? with that that last gasp for that golden generation uh still able to to make it at least to one more game uh if if for some reason they don't pull a miracle and they qualify automatically but yeah it's, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, for those that are, have been watching Concat for a long time, should be an interesting night on Tuesday night. And of course, Tuesday will decide everything except for a couple of games we talked about, but it will decide Carmo Bowl qualifying. It's mm-hmm. going to decide the CAF qualifying, which got some interesting second legs there. Senegal, Egypt, uh, with Nigeria, Ghana, right? Uh, so going to be uh, Cameroon also in there with Algeria. I mean, some, some big teams. Big players that... Wow, so it's either Sadio Mane or Mo Salah. It's not both of them. Nope. One of them is going to go to the World Cup, one of them not. Uh, wow, what a moment, right? We didn't get to talk about this on on, Thursday, on yeah, Thursday. Italy is not going to the World Cup again. No! On a stoppage
1: time goal by of all teams, North Macedonia. Yeah, man. And you're thinking... Could Lightning strike twice? Could they do it again and we could deny yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo? Weirder no, things have happened. You would hope not.
0: You would hope not. You that would very but again, weirder yeah.
1: things have happened. No, I mean, happened. it's not
0: just Cristiano. Let's talk about yeah. how loaded that Portugal. Bernardo Silva, uh, Ruben, Joe Cancelo. Uh, I mean, like, uh, Gonzalo Guedes. Like, it's just, there's so much. Bruno Fernandes, I mean, like. So many great freaking players in that team. Like, you really just don't want to see two stacked teams be able to go down. to I mean, it's a great story for the World Cup. Right? Oh, California yeah. Making it like, that's one of those teams that makes it to the World Cup and they get blasted by whatever teams they end up playing. It's like, so you really don't want to see it. And then you know that's Ronaldo's last World Cup. He might play in the Absolutely. Euros. But to play at 41, even though he's a tremendous physical shape. I, no. I can't imagine 41. I Uh, mean, he's
1: not going to be out there trying
0: to pull a Zlatan. We'll say that. (laughs) No, I I don't. Maybe, maybe. But I just don't think. I mean, yeah, Sweden won. But I wonder if Zlatan actually winds up on the World Cup team. Because I remember we've seen this before where he helps them qualify. Then when it comes to World Cup, he doesn't show up and actually be on the team. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens (laughs) on that end. But he is... Uh, more accepting of, of his role right he, he's mm-hmm. like that for Milan he's not about oh I'm Slava right I, I gotta start I'm the man like he understands I'm here to help you yep. I'm I'm the elder statesman like I just want to see the team do something Um, so we'll see what happens with Sweden and who's it Poland Poland so right. Robert Lewandowski yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sweden or Robert Lewandowski, they're going to make it to the World Cup. I mean. Uh, Wales has to wait for the Scotland, Ukraine, uh, Gareth Bale coming out of nowhere with, uh, amazing feats there. I mean, again, we talked about combo. It's Peru, uh, Uruguay was able to get a win over Peru. So they were qualified. Ecuador is also along with Brazil and Argentina. So it's all down to Peru, uh, Chile and Colombia. One of the three. Are going to make it in Colombia has the easiest route. All they have to do is beat Venezuela, who, you know, I know that's a rivalry game. And I, as a Venezuelan, I, I would like to see it. Um, and I've heard my dear friend, I really hope Peru can make it into the deprechaje against, uh, I, I mean, I want Peru to go through, but I'd hate to not see the Socceroos at least make it to that playoff you know
1: yeah and given with what's going on with the soccer versus a and asian qualifying you definitely right. think the soccer would be favored
0: yeah well we'll be able to get closer to all of that on tuesday and then remember on friday so we'll be back on tuesday to talk about the u.s costa rica and then of course talk about everything else that happened i double check yeah. the schedule wednesday Oh, it's Wednesday. That's right. Wednesday. Yep. That's right. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday we'll be back. And then two days from there at ten AM Eastern, seven Pacific, and then wherever you are day from the World Cup draw is gonna be happening. Um I have to work right after that's over, basically. So we can't do like a show right after it's over, but um let's see what happens. Uh maybe Definitely. be able to ma- do something that Friday night. Uh, into Saturday morning uh, to talk about that because that's definitely going to be that's a you're going to know who are the US oh, yeah. playing, who's Canada playing, who's who's Mexico you know, who's Mexico playing and whoever else, you know. So you're going to want to know or it's going to be fun to break all that down. What uh, the early, 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 early predictions, <laughs> all that. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a fun time. So we'll be back Wednesday night. Uh, that will be a really late one because i get off at 11 o'clock eastern so that'll oh, be well, like a 12 1 a.m. ish thing yeah
1: and that and that's actually gonna be perfect timing because again all of the games for CONCACAF, right. 905 p.m eastern kickoffs so by 11 11 we'll know we're gonna future. know yeah
0: we're gonna know. Uh, nervy moments for me at work to be sitting there kind of watching, watching what's going on, uh, underneath the table while nobody can see. (laughs) So, um, until then, hope everybody, uh, has, Hey, it's only a little, you don't, you don't have to stress out like five years ago. It's, it's way less of a burden. So let's get ready. Let's get ready for Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. You get some big moments on Tuesday as well. And then we'll, we'll see what happens for that World Cup draw. So hope you enjoyed what you heard or watched here. I'm glad to be back talking soccer again. We're still got to figure out what we're going to do after once we're, we're done with World Cup stuff because after Friday, we're back to the clubs and everything else. Um, but until then, we'll be back on Wednesday night, Thursday morning for you. Uh, make sure you, you either subscribe, like and everything else to the w network channel on YouTube. Uh go uh you know follow us on Twitter at Squid Sportshead at W10 Sean. Go uh subscribe to the W10 Network channel on all the podcast services. Um we are on pretty much everything that there possibly is. If we're not, let us know. And you can also just subscribe to Soccer of the Max if you only soccer content. If you want to hear Eric's voice on the bazillions of shows that he has, you can go uh subscribe to Point of Viewer or uh the VWSR, the uh, point of view VWSR, life is like ha- a
1: game show. Yeah, lead to the max or
0: whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it's broad hat, uh, broadhurst and walking uh, sports report. If you want the whole shebang, there. Of course, we got the the video games to the max. will be back on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, so, we'll if you if you want to hear uh, me again, uh, I'll be back pretty quick here. So, all right. Until next time. See you later, everybody.
2: Peace!